1: Okay, when you look back on your weekend, what do you need to have done to be able to classify that weekend as a good weekend? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Why are we asking? Well, you know, I just was thinking about it as, you know, we roll into Monday. We're, like, real deep into Monday now. But, you know, how many times on a Monday do people ask that question? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. And I thought to myself, huh, what are the ingredients of a good weekend? 651-641-1071. And I think that's sort of defined differently depending on who you are. Some people like to fill their weekend with all kinds of things. uh, And some people like to live a life of leisure. And I both are correct. And I just was curious what makes a good weekend for you? And I
2: imagine it changes over time, and I don't imagine I actually know, because obviously in my own life, I can reflect and say, what used to constitute a productive weekend is a far different thing than mm-hmm. what it does, uh, what constitutes that today.
1: Right? 651-641-1071. One, one, oh, I will tell you, it's funny because like, typically I would say, if I got some downtime during the weekend that was that would make for a good weekend meaning yeah. like some time that wasn't otherwise occupied with baseball games softball games uh, grocery shopping cleaning some area of the house that needed a deep cleaning or something like that if i could just like sit and read for an extended period of time like that would that would a good weekend make right yeah but even this weekend just getting myself prepared for the week ahead and feeling like okay I've got this like I can face the week yeah that for this particular weekend made it a good weekend yeah. for me so It's different for everybody Diane is on the line hello Diane. Hi, Diane Diane when you look back on a weekend what is the special ingredient that makes it a good weekend
0: I'm getting a new car uh, my 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 lovely significant other honey bunny of 18 years knows me and knows what i want for a vehicle and i was thinking i wanted something else and he was like no look at this look what i found and i went oh my god and it's a nice hot camry yes you're getting a hot camry Camry.
1: yes a good weekend makes a new hot camry makes yeah, for a good it's weekend. it's really
0: nice. And it's not, I was looking for an SUV and he said, no, look at this. This is a way better deal. And oh, he was good. right. Of course.
1: <laughs> Congrats, All right. Congrats, Diane. Enjoy that. Have fun,
2: Todd Diane. Hot
0: Camry. Riding around
2: town in that Camry.
1: Uh, that's what made Diane's weekend good. 651-641-1071. What makes a great weekend for you? I think about this too. Um, at the beginning of Lori and Julia's show, every single Monday they do their claim to fame, which is like, what was the thing that you did over the weekend that was... Is like, like made the weekend, and they always have an answer for that. Yeah. And there are some weekends where I would think to myself, "How would I answer that question?" Hmm. I sat around.
0: There's so much a pressure lot. to answer that <laughs> question right? because a good weekend, oftentimes, is just made. Out of not doing a darn thing.
2: Yeah, the older I get, the more I I find nothing to be a treasure. Right. And that means that I, it's not that I don't find anything to be a treasure, it's that I literally find the absence of expectation mm-hmm. to be a gift. Mm-hmm. One that I can appreciate on its own terms. Mm-hmm. And I don't need, although that's, you know, that said, it, it's a high bar to achieve. And frankly, I often just have a sense of what I want to get accomplished in a particular weekend. Right. And if I get to Sunday night feeling as though I've accomplished that, then I feel like I've had a good weekend. Like it's a little amorphous, but yeah,
1: we had a with this unexpected. I don't know if you know this, but it rained a lot this weekend. What? I
2: hadn't noticed. Actually, I less than I thought. To well, be yes. fair.
1: But the thing about baseball and softball is that they get played outside, and so the field condition matters. And so when it rains all one day, and then even if it's not actually raining on that second day, if the fields are in terrible shape, then things get canceled. Well, it was opening weekend for both the baseball association that my 12-year-old son plays on and my 12-year-old daughter, his twin sister, plays on a softball association, and they both had their opening days this weekend they both did not have their opening days this weekend. So we were unexpectedly gifted um, a A clear weekend. weekend. Whatever you want. And it was almost like I didn't know what to do with that. I had not adjusted to that because we were going to have a whole busy weekend. And then suddenly we didn't have anything. And I was like, this is a gift. It really was. Canceled
2: plans are the best. And it was
1: curious to me how other people responded to that and tried to fill in with other activities and I was like, do you not are you not just accepting the gracious yeah, gift not, of nothing? They're
2: not in the same place in life, man. Oh, there man, was a period of time so where I was like there is time to do stuff, you better be doing stuff. Yeah. Because otherwise it's a waste.
0: I don't know how to do stuff anymore. I don't roll that way. I know I'm it's like a challenge. I'm it's,
1: actually actively trying to do less.
2: I um had the fortune of being alone this weekend because Jamie was out of town and it, it is such a supreme gift to be alone in your own home and you know just like coming home with no expectations of anyone and not not that i have a life filled with any meaningful expectations from my partner other than like don't be a wiener head most days um it's just nice when there's not you know and then i take the dog to daycare
1: oh and then it's just Bradley. I can go yeah. and
2: do whatever I want. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, oh it's God. nice. You just take off your pants and eat the rotisserie chicken straight from the yeah, pan man. on the
1: couch. That is a fun time on this Although show. We
2: don't, we don't tell people we do that because
1: oh yeah, secrets. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we just uh, yeah when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I hope everybody had a good weekend, whatever that missing ingredient is for you or whatever that ingredient is. I hope it was a good weekend. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Ooh, Ooh, the HGTV drama. What? Mm. We mentioned this on Friday, but there's some drama that has been unfolding before our very eyes between aunt Anstead mm. and his former wife, Christina hack. And, um, we didn't get to get deep into the drama on Friday. It's worth getting deep into. Okay. We'll go deep when we come back after this on My Talk got One.
0: sure.
1: That HGTV drama. <laughs> Not words you'd
2: normally expect.
1: Well, more. you know what I found about HGTV? I feel like we've talked about this before. It seems like there are certain people on HGTV who have very dramatic home lives. Oh sure. Um and they've and they're usually people who have sort of leaned into showing their relationship in one way or another on their home improvement show, which is always a weird thing to me. Yeah. Um unless of course it's hometown in which case
2: they can do no wrong. They can
1: do no wrong. In my humble opinion, leave me alone. It's fine. Fight me. I don't care.
2: I don't want to.
1: Okay, thanks. Um, But one of the m- more dramatic, and actually what's interesting to me is that the same person is like the common denominator in some of the very dramatic HGTV oh, stuff. okay. And it's Christina Hack. Oh, yeah. So remember, yeah, yeah. she and Tarek El Moussa had all kinds of drama. Yeah. And now she's living some public drama with her second ex-husband, Aunt Anstead. As you know, she's, well, or don't, I don't know. She's now married yet again. But uh, on Friday, we were made privy to Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. We were made privy to a filing uh, on behalf of Aunt Anstead for full custody. Now, the judge has already, like, thrown this out. We've moved on. But he had filed for full custody of the couple's Son that they share. They each have kids from other marriages, but they share one son named Hudson, and I think Hudson is like two or three too. Well, this filing was full of all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff,
2: juicy ban,
1: and it actually caused the tabloids to hearken back also to some other things that uh, that she had been very vocal about in her own life, which stick a pin in. But one of the, th- the first things, because Renee Zellweger is implicated in this, and Anstead explains that basically he's trying to say that Christina Hack is an unfit mom because of a number of different reasons and he should have full custody. So, of course, then he has to prove that in the filing. And so he, one of the things he uses as an example is that Christina dropped Hudson off as per their regular custody arrangement yep. and did not notify uh, aunt Anstead, that there had been a COVID exposure. Mm-hmm. So then the child had COVID, gave it to Renee Zellweger, and that shut down production of her movie. Which I thought, okay, so that's interesting right there. Yeah. Like, we get a little insight behind the curtain. Yeah. They're actually spending time, like, this is an actual the publicationship ship is real. Oh, yeah. Like, in terms of just what they're
2: Yeah, it's just that behind. aunt is, like, all about publicizing it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I actually, even goes so far as to basically do that in this in this custody filing. But so that's kind of the big thing that was getting a whole bunch of headlines. But then if you go deeper into it, he, there's stories of, uh, her not treating sunburns, etc., and kind of being like laissez faire about it. And then you go even deeper and you read the thing about her smoking bullfrog. What? That's not what it's called. I don't know what bullfrog
2: is. Isn't it's that not like called bullfrog. I'm sorry. I sunscreen? Just,
1: no, it's not called. It's called.
0: It's called. Oh god. Uh oh. <laughs> Bufo toad. What?
2: She's smoking a toad.
1: So let me read this to you. So apparently, when she's talk, she at a different time. This does not. This is not included in the the filing okay okay but this is what the tabloids then dig up right because they're like let's show how unfit she is okay uh he um she was public about her experience off of getting high off a psychedelic toad (laughs) and how it helped her to reset her brain okay before she she met her new boyfriend
0: when you smoke bufo thank you Thank you. I hit up the goos. <laughs> Thanks it's... for hitting up the goos.
1: Wow,
2: everybody's an expert today.
0: I know. Uh-huh. So the internet says it is smoked directly in a piper vaping quickly goes in and out of the bloodstream.
2: Okay, okay, great. So she's a hot mess.
0: Yes. It's from its gland, though, so I just want to let you know that no to- no, like, no you know, toad was yeah.
1: They like just
2: squeezed, there's somebody out there squeezing toads yeah. for money. Yeah.
0: And, and
1: and according to Christina Hack, so I want to give like a moment to her actual experience, how authentic it is. Who knows? She smoked this bufo toad. <laughs> and I feel like this I'm
2: saying just- something wrong. She smoked a toad. She smoked a toad. Hey, you and you want to smoke a toad?
1: She used a, a spiritual coach. Oh, okay. And it reset her brain and kicked out <sighs> years of anxiety in 15 minutes, according to her. Well,
2: maybe that's why she forgot to put sunscreen right? on her child.
1: She said it gave her a warm sensation, euphoria, and strong visual and auditory hallucinations. Um, and uh, anyway, she, she did that, and he brought that to the fore in this. I mean, um, in and In of itself,
2: filing. there's not anything wrong there. I think it's just meant to be salacious, right? Uh, although I will say the things that uh were more concerning for me were the COVID exposure and the sun the sunscreen. Because I saw the exchange yeah. of texts and she kind of just like writes it off like, Oh, I didn't see that. Like I mm-hmm. you know, the rest of his skin was protected by uh the marine layer, she called mm-hmm. it. Like the you know, like he was wearing a shirt so part of him obviously didn't get burnt, mm-hmm. but it was like, yeah, but like his arms and face got Still burnt. Still out. That thing and doesn't... she's like, but I gave him some Tylenol, so sh- he should be okay. There does seem to be just in that little thing mm-hmm. an indication that perhaps she wasn't paying as close attention and one would understand why perhaps a parent would be upset about it. But, you know.
1: The other thing that's the big back and forth between these two is about each of them using their son... Hudson as like a pawn in Mm. their social media game. Okay, and listen, like I actually think that's a valid conversation to have. Yeah, maybe not in a public or not divorce a custody filing, right? But but they should be on the same page, especially as celebrities who share a child about how that kid is going to be used and shared. In their social media. Yep. Um, but that is, uh, that's the thing that she's clapping back at today.
2: What is, so what's her clapback?
1: Well, her clapback is essentially like he says that I use Hudson, their two year old, as part of my social media for attention and for financial gain. And, you he know, is this his
2: relationship with Renee Zellweger? Well,
1: I mean, I wish that's what she said. Oh, okay. But what she did say is she, that he has also been using their son in. Oh. Um, in their in his social media to sell prod products, um, but you know, so then it gets real petty because they get real deep in the weeds. Like Aunt Anstead is pointing at Christina Hack and saying that one of the products she uses Hudson to uh, to sell contains an allergen. For Hudson like it has something in it that Hudson is allergic oh. to so it's not even authentic I mean it's just like it gets deep. real
2: deep I just wonder if I they're doing they all... like each other. what
1: I said I just think they don't like each other
2: I I just wonder if they're putting all of this stuff in or if he put all this stuff in documents knowing that it would be made public at some point you
1: oh, well, know, like yeah.
2: it's, it's an attempt to just slander her character through the media by way of these documents like yeah. versus any particular care he had about her actual parent, which
1: honestly is gross, which tells you a lot about him. Um, and also is not really surprising, right? Because he's in a well publicized relationship and he has leaned into the media to get attention in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And so this is just kind of a gross way to go about it, you oh, know, for sure. and to put their kids like the, the other piece. And we talk about this sometimes, like, Someday Hudson is going to be Google a Googleable age or an age of googling, and he will Google his parents.
2: He will hit up the Goog.
1: He'll hit up the Googs, and these stories will come up.
2: Well, I will say also, this is again. I'm just relating all things back to the one thing I'm doing in my life, which the is the papers. Palace Papers by Tina Brown. She talks all about how um, Prince Charles and Diana. And Diana specifically do and say things in public and around their children that knowingly their children are going to consume that will just not serve their children Mm. very well. And it's just so sad because you see somebody who's so like much in pain that they're willing to sort of, you know, confront or I should say they're willing to expose their children to that pain in a way that doesn't seem helpful or Mm. safe. So this seems to be that very familiar.
1: When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid after this on My Talk one oh seven one. Oh, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Traynor. Oh, but before we tell you about them, are you having the same feeling I'm having? Oh, is that what it sounds like?
0: Yes. We've got a wonderful prize to give away. A brand new house? No. It's for the whole family, though. A family oh. four-pack of tickets to Children's Theater Company's production of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, running now through June 18th. Be caller three, 651-641-1071. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Robin Leach. Robin Leach. Uh,
0: 651-641-1071
1: to caller number three. And now let's get to those crazy, stupid...
0: Idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah.
1: I think this is sort of like San Francisco, maybe Miami. I think it's it's in a it's in a few places.
2: <clears throat> oh, I thought you were like, maybe San Francisco or Miami. I'm like, that's kind of a big stretch. I know
1: there it some stuff happened in some locations, okay, okay, so just go with me. You may remember, and I actually don't remember this person. however, you may remember a um a viral video that happened earlier in the pandemic of a woman who intentionally coughed on her Uber driver in San <laughs> yes, Francisco. I do
2: actually. You remember this it just seems so absurd it, the world we live in.
1: Seriously. 2022, y'all. Um this happened I don't know when it happened, but this I heard the dash cam video went viral of this woman in an Uber. Uh this was by the way, oh, it was about a year ago, 311 of 2021. This lady and some people uh, in an Uber and the Uber driver's wearing a mask and she, just to be a COVID idiot, coughs on the Uber driver and then she ended up getting arrested and uh, she was arrested for multiple charges. Okay. Well, she's striking again, but in a different form and fashion. Okay. So her name is Arna Kimai and she is about 25 years old. So she lived in a, in a San Francisco apartment building and uh, lived in that same building with another woman by the name of Emily. We don't have Emily's last name. Okay. The two of them used to see each other in the hallway all the time. Every once in a while, like they'd maybe exchange a wave or something like that. It's important that you know that though, because Emily uh, found out that a dozen luxury apartment buildings and car dealerships had run her credit. And she was like, well, that's that's weird. Uh, so she called somebody and got a phone number for the person who was responsible for her credit being run. She called that phone number and that phone number came back belonging to Arna Kimai. Mm. So Emily Googled Arna's name, saw the coughing video, mm. and then thought, that's the woman that I've been saying hi to in the hallway at the apartment building. Arna lives in the same apartment building as Emily, stole her identity Oh my! God. in order to, are you ready for it, wait for it, get a penthouse in Miami where she currently is residing. Whoa. I know. It's messed so the up. the
2: coffer stole her neighbor's identity and is now living the high life in Miami yeah. on her dime.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh. She has turned herself into Miami police as of Wednesday, and she's facing charges for grand theft, identity theft, and fraud.
2: Fraud. Fraud. I was going to (laughs) say, I'm not familiar with this fraud business. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Isn't that weird? So I think what we've learned here is that this gal showed herself, and we should have believed her. Yeah. Thank you.
2: And hopefully this will be the last time she shows us, because mm-hmm. we believe her now.
1: We get we get it, Arna. You're unsavory. We're we going next, trainer.
2: Um. Well, we were gonna go to Oklahoma, but then I um I noticed something about the story that I was just like, you know what, that's just too much, and we're, we're not, not gonna going go with, there. Because sometimes you just have to know your limits. So instead, we're gonna go all the way. Uh, to somewhere else um, and this comes to us from the sun but the story came from reddit so okay. i'm not sure exactly geographically where the story lies i don't think it's particularly uk
1: somewhere in the
2: world have we told a story at all um or you maybe i just want to make sure you haven't told the story while i was gone mm-hmm. about a lady and her um dog farts no okay So no dog fart stories? None of this sounds familiar to me. Good, good. Can you imagine um, if you had, like, a a dog Mm -hmm. and the dog's farts were really stinky?
0: Mm -hmm. It happens. Yeah, it does. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Apparently, the dog, uh, this woman explained that her dog had stinky farts. For, like... Weeks. We have this dog, Jerry. He's an adorable sweetheart. He has such a sweet and gentle disposition and he doesn't have one unkind bone in his body. A month ago, my husband, Jerry and I were eating dinner when suddenly I smelled something really disgusting. My husband instantly made a face so I knew it wasn't just me. I'm pregnant. My sense of smell has been a little sensitive. I couldn't stand the smell and left the room. Later in bed, my husband told me the dog farted. I honestly smelled a little like rotten eggs. Not I. It. Uh, I thought it was a one-off because the dog doesn't fart. As do we. But a fart this stinky isn't normal. Trying to forget about the one off smell, she continued her daily activities in the weeks following. Um, she tried like it just went on and she tried lighting candles and incense to cover up the dog parts and ended up taking the dog in for tons of work, like to the vet, right? The whole time she's thinking, you know, I'm gonna take him to the vet. This is not a, a an ish or a normal thing the vet recommended a diet change she changed the diet wow it still continued his fart still continued to stink she said quote i was losing my high my mind and my husband the vet was extremely confused and ordered a bunch of tests and the test costs a lot of money do you know where we're going
1: it was her husband
0: that was doing yeah. that he dealt it
2: her husband lied to her the whole time, and cost her hundreds of dollars That's in vet bills. Why? Because oh. of his
1: flatulence.
2: Flatulence. Finally, after five long weeks, the husband confessed to his crime that he'd been blaming his foul oh. stench. Here's here's the thing. Like, I don't want to blame the victim. No. But like, wouldn't you at least think maybe? Cause isn't that the oldest trick in the book
0: i mean now that's what i call gaslighting
2: <laughs> it really is well
0: done holly she
2: did lose it It, the proverbial it kicked him out of the house he Good. went to stay with friends all our friends are on her side um she he's said in the
0: doghouse now hey <laughs>
2: he's in the dog house actually he's not because it's now that dog's house because that dog cost them a pretty penny his mother who normally thinks the sun shines out of his earth is on my side as well (laughs) i mean
1: i just feel like that's in there's other stuff going on you
2: just gotta feel like yeah there's more to that story but also because the first i read it i was like well of course he blamed it on the dog and also i don't know i will say though have you ever smelled a dog's
0: yes well, that's why i said egg salad at the yeah. beginning before even knowing that but this fart smelled like eggs. my
2: the cutest dog in the world that i own mm-hmm. because of course my dog is the cutest of dog. course and um she will be asleep on the couch and literally i will fall off the couch like it is yes. the most silent but deadly treatment and i will immediately look at and <laughs> go how dare you and he'll be like i don't know what you're talking yeah. about and it, it, and I guarantee it's not him because, for example, he was gone this weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: Still, and unless
2: there are ghost farts, you never know, <laughs> or like yeah, telepathic time, farts, time
0: traveling. <laughs> but he smells them too. Eventually, right? It like oh, just yeah. takes yeah. oh time yeah to it's, travel. It's, the fact watched. that I
2: have to ask who it is should concern well, you. But still, the the fact that this lady didn't before spending all the money maybe do a, a like a, a I would just suggest if this happens again in a your sniff home, test? no, don't. do <laughs> That's <laughs> Gross! No, I would do some scientific testing of my own. I would keep the husband out of the house
1: yeah. and hang with the dog day for a while and
2: see what happened. And if I didn't smell any toots, toots magoots, or right. I'd take the dog to somebody else's house and say, "Hey, do you smell any farts?" You know, let him sit, stay there for a few hours.
1: Yeah, but also to the husband, the first time she's rolling out to the vet to get the
2: yeah. That's That's, when you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Also, I just have to say...
2: Chronically mortified by his own...
0: Well, because if he's blaming the dog and she believes it to that extent, those have to be some pretty egregious... (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm telling you. But also, can I also just say,
1: I'm always thinking of the children. There is a baby being born into this home. Yeah. And if they don't repair it, and that (laughs) child someday says, why aren't you and my dad together? And she has to tell the dog fart story.
2: <laughs> yeah. I do feel like this could have all been a funny anecdote before, like, spending hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Like, at the point that she's, like, lighting candles, you know.
1: Yeah. I, again, there were multiple opportunities to have
0: yeah, You could just
2: redirect the window.
1: Air, air it out.
2: Air it out.
1: When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show... Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> That was the dog. Uh when we return we <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show, it will be time to play a game. That game is called the throwback what? after this on my talk one oh seven one.